Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And uh, Peter Dowdrell, theirishgardener.com, joining us on this uh, Wednesday afternoon. Good afternoon to you, Peter. On a, a sunny Wednesday afternoon, Patricia. Uh, Good it's, afternoon. It's How a, are you? It's, I'm great, thank you. It's lovely to see uh, the sun out, isn't it? And it's but it's such bizarre weather. You can be in one area and it's bucketing down, and then you'll have friends of yours or family members not too far away, and it's glorious sunshine. It's very localized. I was driving. I, I can't remember where I was driving back from. I think somewhere in West Cork the other day, and it was torrential rain. And then it was like you'd come out of a car wash, like just a line in the, a line on the road, bone dry. You just suddenly drove out of the rain. It was the strangest thing ever. Yeah, very yeah, strange. But yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's 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 what we're getting. Yeah, because even yesterday we had uh, we had showers, and uh, my son is down in a beautiful Court McSherry with his little family for the week, and he was sending me these glorious photographs of sunny spells, and they were down at the beach, and I was legging it in and out of the car because of the showers. Yeah, it's it's crazy weather, crazy. Okay, let's get straight into questions, and we've sent you on a picture that somebody got into us nice and early. Gardening question for Peter. Could you please ask Peter why a patch of my Grisselinia hedge has died and what should I do about it? And it is very clear a full section in the middle of what looks like a long hedge has just completely died off. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's <clears throat> excuse me. It's a brilliant photograph, not for not for the not for the person whose garden it is, of course, but it's, it it very clearly illustrates what's happening because this this is a question that we've been hearing an awful lot over the last couple of years on on the program, Trish. People with Christina patches of it dying off, and and the 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 answer. It's not good news, I'm afraid, because that part of the hedge is now dead. It's not going to come back. It, it's most likely been caused by some type of root rot, some type of fungal infection most likely phytophthora um, but it could there's several others that do it um, and yeah I'm afraid I'm the bearer of bad news but when it happens there's nothing you can do to make it better it's a question of, of taking out the dead the dead part of the hedge the dead section which is quite a substantial section in this case and it doesn't I can't see in the photograph how much longer on either end it goes if you know how much good hedge is left but if it's it might be a question i'm afraid of taking out the whole hedge and putting in a fresh one because if you take out the dead section of of that hedge or of any hedge if people can imagine it um i wouldn't recommend replanting grislinia in there again and then of course if you put in any other species it'll be like a bit like a sore thumb it'll scream yeah. you know what i mean because it's a single species hedge so it might be a question of removing all of it depending on how much of it is left if it's only less than half of it left i'd probably look at removing all of it and starting again and and the thing is you need to you need to remove particularly on the dead area a lot of that soil as well so you need to put in fresh soil there too so it's a bit of a big job i'm afraid um with 
with, I don't know if the statistics bear me up. I know we're talking about the gorgeous weather now, but I, I don't know about this winter, but it seemed to me to be the wettest ever. It seemed to not, didn't stop raining for about six months. As I say, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the, the statistics will tell me one way or the other, but root rots like this Phytophthora thrive in this very wet, heavy, damp soil. Uh, and it looks like, I mean, certainly Ireland is always damp. It looks like we're going more and more that way as well during the winter months. So I think this is the problem we're going to continue to see, unfortunately. Yeah, and I read a report from uh, Chagas uh, earlier on who were talking about we as consumers are going to face a shortage of homegrown uh, fruit and vegetables. And one of the points that the Chagas advisor made that while the overall, the rainfall for the last number of weeks and months probably were normal enough, but it said it's coming in bursts and the crops yeah. don't particularly like that. Yeah, and I think I think that well, obviously that's accurate because they've done their homework. But uh, I think over the years, and we've had this conversation before too. But I think when you when you average out the rainfall over a twelve month period in Ireland, it tends not to vary much from year to year. Now I don't know what's happening in a trend, whether it's going up or not, but it does tend not to vary much from year to year. But it's just when it happens, and I think this winter, I mean, we had a very dry July, August, September, if you remember, but mm. like very very dry. But then I think we we just got, I'd say. 80% of our annual rainfall over the next few months and I, that, that is having an effect obviously as on the agriculture but I think it's having an effect in our gardens as well. Okay, let me stay. go back and stay with Grisselinia hedging because somebody said I, I, sat, I set a Grisselinia hedge about two years ago. A few of them failed. Now it isn't the same as our, our listener whose who's established hedge has, has died off. Uh, can I simply just replace them? Uh, and I'm wondering why would some have flourished and others didn't it is it the dry weather should i have watered them more well yes yes and yes it's a very different question to to the first one the, the first one is an established hedge dying off which is as we say a root rot most likely when you put in a new hedge depending on what time of year you well whatever time of year you put in a new hedge you would expect a certain percentage to die off it, it's just you, the, the law of averages or whatever you want to call it but then depending on what time of the year you plant them you know, that percentage could be higher or lower. So if you plant them at the correct time of the year, which is probably kind of November to February, you, you, you'd expect less of a die off because they get established in the ground before they start growing in the spring. Whereas if you planted the, plant them, let's say, as potted plants on a day like today in the middle of a dry spell, you stand a much higher chance of losing more because of just drought. So the, the, with this color, there's absolutely nothing to worry about. Uh, you're, you'd expect to lose a few of them. Why it happened? Yes, most likely 99% that they dried out. Why does it just happen to a few and not the others? It's just, it's, this is nature, unfortunately. Patches of soil could dry out quicker. Plant, certain plants might require a certain amount more water, uh, but you've nothing to worry about. And in answer to the question, yes, you can just just pull them out and put in fresh ones where they were. Can you cut a laurel hedge now, says the listener. It's gone no, you, very thick. Can you divide it in two? You can't cut any hedge now because of the, the Wildlife Act. Um, well, of course, we had this discussion. Yeah, we did. <laughs> that you, can, you can, but um, but I would advise absolutely not to. And if you are cutting a hedge back, you have to do um, a survey for, for birds nesting. If you remember, we spoke with Amy yeah. about this a few weeks ago. And if there are birds nesting, and there's a high, high po- a possibility that there is birds nesting in, a, in an established laurel hedge. So you're actually breaking the law and you will be prosecuted for it. They are bringing people to court now for this. So, so... Tread carefully. I wouldn't recommend it anyway. I wouldn't recommend it from an ecological point of view with the birds, but even horticulturally, I wouldn't recommend cutting back your hedge now, a laurel hedge. Wait till September. Uh, it's a better time of the year. Growth is slowing down. 
any birds that are in there will hopefully have, have spread their wings. Um, so that'll be a better time of the year to do it. It's only another couple of months, uh, September, do it then. How do you get rid of clover and buttercups on a lawn? And also what's the best food for hydrangeas? You learn to love the buttercups yeah, and clover. Yeah. You, you don't try and get rid of them. Um, uh, and I've, I've been admiring lawns all over the country the last couple of weeks. I've been in so many gardens where people haven't been cutting the grass. And um, the clover, it just looks magical. And, the, and yeah. the buttercups, it just looks magic. But I mean, that jokes aside, we do have to recalibrate at the moment. And we have to see them as beautiful and as important plants and not as weeds to be poisoned. But the best, the best, um, the, so, the, so sorry, with that, Obviously, it's kind of impractical to grow out and handweed clover. You're not going to be able to do that. Just, I think, just if you don't like it, just keep mowing it. Um, if you want, when the flowers are gone, because the flowers are obviously very, very important. But after that, just keep mowing it. But don't, don't try poisoning it or don't try killing it. In terms of a best food for the hydrangea, I suppose in ter- a, a general purpose feed would be a good. Uh, liquid or, or, or pelletized seaweed feed, which would be good for the overall growth. But then hydrangeas are a bit different, Trish, because as you as you know, I'm sure they, they're pH sensitive. So what that means is if they're growing in a limey soil or a soil with a high pH, they'll be pink in color. Mm. Whereas if they're growing in a low pH or an acid soil, they'll be blue in color. Okay. So for a general feed, I'd just give them a good liquid feed, or sorry, a good seaweed feed. But if you want blue and you're on lime, uh, you give them some sulfate of iron or something like that. Or aluminium sulfates will also do a very good job. If you want pink hydrangeas, but they're blue, then just give them some garden lime. God, it gets all so confusing, doesn't it, with the different colours? It's, it's actually, it's, it sounds it, but it's not yeah, really. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, really. yeah, yeah. It, it depends on what you like, what, what colour you like. Yeah, correct. Because, because yeah. uh, Jeannie obviously is doing really well with her hydrangeas. She has three and they are getting much too big. When can I cut them back, please? She said they're smothered with flowers. Well, good. Well, don't dream of cutting them back now, obviously, because they're, they're either coming into flower or they're in flower. So um, doing that, you'll sacrifice them and they won't produce more. So the, the, the right time to do it really is kind of end of February. So leave it, leave the, the, the debris on them, if you like, this year's growth on them, the dead flowers and that all winter long to protect the plant. And I quite like that winter look of hydrangeas too. I know not everybody does, but I, I quite like it. And then cut them back in February. And you can cut them back really as hard as you want. When they're very, very big, you're looking more at in, in less less in terms of the overall size of the plant, but more at looking at the inside of the plant and take out that very thick woody growth that's getting tired and leave growth that's kind of as thick as your finger. Uh, and then you can reduce the overall height and, and spread of it. But there is that magic number, Trish, isn't there? The seven nodes. Seven, yeah. yeah. And we still can't work so, out who came up with that. Who came up with it. So, yeah. So when you're pruning back in February, the stems that you're leaving, you can cut them back as hard as you want. But if you leave less than seven nodes on a stem, then that stem won't flower. So what a node is, it's quite simply a dormant leaf bud. And counting from the ground up, ground up, uh, leave seven nodes. Now, it depends on the stem. With some stems, that could be 10 inches. With another stem, it could be three feet. So it, do, it does depend. Uh, if you go harder than that, you're not going to harm the plant. You just w- will miss flowers for a year or two. OK. And hi, Peter. Is it too late to prune flame of the forest? Is it too late? No, it is not too late. Um, sorry, I'm just hesitating because what month are we in? We're in the 21st of June. Well, we are a bit late. Sorry, we are, ideally you would have done it earlier. So the flame of the forest, which has grown very much for its red foliage, the red new growth, which is spectacular. But it's a flowering plant. It produces masses of these kind of lily of the valley type flowers. They're gorgeous, yeah. And 
they really are. So ideally, you'd prune it just after those flowers are gone, which would probably be about May. We're only into the middle of June. It's not you're not going to harm the plant by cutting it back. No, you may you may impact next year's flowering a small bit just because we're a bit late but you probably won't even it's not that late so I, w- I would prune away yeah okay all right we'll leave it there um and you uh, you're as busy as ever this week busy as ever and i checked um i checked to make sure that the, the, to see if there was any hospice gardens open this yeah. weekend to the best of my knowledge there isn't i know there have been for the last few weeks and i know they've been tremendously well supported so hopefully everybody's been enjoying the gardens and the good brilliant. weather brilliant listen have a good one we'll talk to you next wednesday Thanks, Trish. Talk Thanks, to you then. Thanks, Peter. Bye. That is uh, Peter Dowdle, theirishgardener.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.